0: Welcome to GoPro, a podcast dedicated to giving athletes the tools to transition, transform and achieve their greater purpose in life. Get ready to go pro. Thanks for joining us once again. You're listening to the GoPro podcast, and this is your host, as always, Nate Brown. Today, you guys are in for a real treat. We're fortunate enough to have another guest on the show. And when I got a chance to sit down and chat with our guest, I was completely blown away by one, his compassion for others, and two, his entrepreneurial spirit. His road to success has not been easy by any means, and he was able to bounce back from hitting rock bottom and is now the owner of over eight uniquely diverse businesses, ranging from psychiatric treatment facilities all the way to restaurants and real estate. And he's also achieved a net worth just shy of $9 million. So if you haven't already, get something to write down, because I can assure you in this episode, you won't want to miss a beat. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Fred Surgeon.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Nate. It's good to be with you Uh, today. I am so, so proud of you, everything that you're doing. So it's my honor to be with you and all of your listeners. Yeah, man, I am so thrilled to have you on this
0: show and just doing my own research. I was so fascinated by how many different industries you do business with. Can you tap in and further elaborate on some of those unique businesses you own and if they support one another? Sure,
1: absolutely. So currently, right now, as you indicated, have a healthcare. We're in the healthcare industry, uh, providing psychiatric residential treatment services. Uh, have about 48 beds. We also have a very large residential uh, cleaning business uh, where we have over 10 offices in about four uh, states. Uh, we also have a home inspection where we go out and and inspect houses uh, pest control we have a 300 acre farm where we're doing some agro tourism some uh, farming and uh, lots of animals and a lot of good things going on there and then finally i have some real estate holdings. so we do some residential and then now i'm beginning to diversify my real estate portfolio And concentrating a lot on the commercial end. So we have some office buildings, uh, things of that uh, nature. I think combined total, we have 400 uh, plus employees uh, throughout the four states and combined revenue, gross revenue of over uh, 20 million. Wow. And
0: so was that was that kind of the plan all along that the businesses would support one another? Because you mentioned the home inspection, the real estate, the pest control, um, or did they just kind of happen?
1: Yeah, you know, when we first started in the healthcare uh, space, one of the things that I wanted to do is, I and, and I learned this from previous business ventures and a lot of mistakes and some failures. So I wanted to make sure that we were diversified, that I had a diversification was the key. And so then I began to think about what businesses I could get involved in that could overlap in some way. So for instance, uh Sweet Valley Ranch, which is under Surgeon Foreman Enterprises, we raise Angus cattle. And we're a licensed meat handler. So we need beef for our health care facilities. So that was a natural natural fit. And two benefits. One, I'm controlling the uh the supply, so we got some vertical integration going on. And then two, I know what we're feeding our animals. Same thing with Residential cleaning. If I'm in your house, maybe you're having issues with bugs, mosquitoes, whatever the case, uh, we can address that. If I'm in your house and you're selling your house, uh, maybe you need a home inspection. So yes, it's it's kind of grown that way, and I love it. And the big thing, Nate, that I like about it is the economies of scale. So my major company, Surgeon and Associates, we're at, we're we're able to have. A corporate office with a lot of unique corporate functions, well, I wouldn't say they're unique, but if I had any one of those smaller organizations, I couldn't have a human resources department. I couldn't have a finance department. We're uh, doing new ventures. We have a, uh, a person that basically goes and looks at potential acquisitions. So we're able to use that economies of scale, kind of spread some of the costs And it really has uh, worked and been very successful uh, structure for us.
0: That's awesome. And you mentioned one thing that I kind of want to hit on this trial by failure. And you were able to now develop this self-sustaining ecosystem, if you will, of all these many different moving parts and businesses to support one another. I guess my next question would be, what was your difference between your view on failure when you were at rock bottom and, and didn't have the established wealth that you have now versus today
1: yeah so excellent uh, excellent question I've always uh, since I was uh, very young knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I had a early goal to quantify things I wanted to simply be a millionaire so at one time though that was the driving force so I was looking at things and trying to find opportunities that would generate uh, money and you know i did startup restaurants i did um, laundry mats um, i think when i was 25 years of age i owned about uh, almost 100 houses all over north and south carolina and things were not they were not working and I, and I realized that i had to change my focus i had to understand that one of the key things in business is not to how to supply money to yourself, but how to fulfill a need. So, fortunately, I was young, and I was able to recover from all of those uh, failures, all of the mistakes that I made, the buck stops with me, and then I began to focus on, okay, what is a need out there? And that's where we ended up looking at the uh, healthcare, and I really liked that. Uh, and I like the the service of providing services to folks with mental illness, and you know here we are today. But um, having those failures, I would not change any of that. It was tough, it was rough, but to me, it was training. That was my proving ground, and I don't think I would be as successful as I am today if it were not for me having a company called Fred's Lunchbox okay that lasted about two years and it failed but then i was able to open up a lot of papa john pizza restaurants but i used a lot of the things that i learned as a a young entrepreneur making a lot of mistakes
0: that's awesome and so i guess i want to ask the same question and it may evoke the same answer or a different one but same question but substitute the word money For failure. So what's been the difference between your view on money
1: and how has that changed up until now? Uh, Absolutely. So my, not only my view on money, but my relationship with money. And um, you know, I, I, as things have evolved now, I have a relationship on money. Um, and, and I'm very, uh, yes, I'm aggressive and I understand that You know, you have to be a risk taker, but you have to understand that cash is king and you have to understand liquidity. And what's been so uh, profound to me is when I first started, I said, okay, if I have money, what can I invest it in? Work hard, get, you know, and then hopefully you'll get a positive return. I learned that having good sound relationships with the financial institution with the bank and being able to go to that bank and use their money or use other people's money and understanding uh credit so one of my biggest successes was when the uh, bank that i've been working with when they asked me to be on the advisory board so and then my dollars are uh, the way i look at it they're like soldiers i expect them to go out work bring back more soldiers, more folks on on our team, and just understanding liquidity. So many deals have come to me where I've been able to go in and acquire a business, and I can negotiate from a position of strength because there's not where's the money going to come from. Uh, And so that's been extremely uh, important. And just leveraging those relationships with financial institutions and Um, That's been just just awesome for uh, my growth.
0: That's a great insight. So if someone came to you today and said, Fred, I want to be where you are in 10 years, what are some habits that you would advise them to start incorporating in their daily routine? And what are some keys to leveraging assets at a fast rate?
1: Yeah, very good question. So, you know, if I go back, understanding, and I would tell everyone, listen, you know have a specific goal and you need to not only say what you want to do but you need to write it down and then when you write that goal down you need to look at what are the resources that you have to help you achieve that goal and then you also need to list what are some of the resources that you don't have okay that you that you need to achieve that goal then I want you to list what are the threats or the obstacles uh, or the things that could stop you. And then I want you to develop a a plan, a specific plan, step by step, and always stay focused. You know, there are a lot of distractions. I mean, I just turned 50 uh, years of age uh, in May, May 7th. And when I look back over my business career, one of the things that has helped me is being able to stay focused. Being able to understand that if you're starting and you're 30 years old or you're 20 years old, listen, all of those those nice things, the lifestyle that we're all hoping to achieve, to be able to have the nice cars, to be able to have the nice houses, to travel, to help family, all of that's going to come but you're gonna probably have to sacrifice. You're probably gonna have to understand what it means to delay gratification and put that work in and just be uh, committed and then understand that when you have money and you have cash, if you keep it long enough and you have it, I guarantee you one day someone will come to you, you will find some opportunity where you can take that money, and you can use that money, and it will it will grow. And understanding the power of replication, you know, my first business, Nate, uh, and I'm not sure if you knew this, was actually selling candy, and hundreds of children over the country have sold candy in schools. So I wanted to take it to a different level. So what I wanted to do was, I uh developed a little cardboard box where we had peppermints and Tootsie Rose, and this was when I was um, 19 years old. And I knew that if I put that candy box in a restaurant, it's just a little cardboard box, if I put it in a, a barber shop, uh, automotive shop, that um, at the end of the week, I could make one dollar profit because sometimes you would go and guess what, candy be gone, maybe the box is gone. But I I figured it out that I could make a profit of one dollar, and one day someone came to me and said, "Hey Fred, tell me this: how how are you making money?" And I said, "Well, uh, it's unit economics. I make one dollar off of every box." And they said, "Well, that just doesn't seem like you know you're doing very well if you only make a dollar." What they didn't understand, I was making one dollar per week, and I had a thousand boxes out there. So at nineteen years of age while I was in college, just making a thousand dollars a week. And that was profit. But that's understanding that I started with one of these candy boxes, one location, and replicate. That's what I did in our healthcare business, one facility, replicate. Learn uh, don't just invest in a business to be a solid partner. Learn the operation side, learn the economics, the accounting side. Very important.
0: Wow that uh that power of, of replication is, is something that I wasn't familiar with and I didn't know played such a significant factor in contributing to your success. So that's uh I feel like that's a nugget of gold in itself. Um, what what are you most excited about? Like what kind what gets you out of bed in the morning?
1: Oh that I tell you, um, Nate, as I mentioned, fifty years old and I am excited about creating opportunities and helping people, whether they're young, middle-aged, older, helping them realize their, their dreams. So when you look at having 400 employees, and uh, for some people, being able to have a career and advance, and when I can see that person come in and maybe they started off uh, cleaning homes and now they are a regional director and they're running all the offices, say, uh, in the state of Florida, where I operate. To me, that is uh, awesome. Or, when I'm talking to someone, and um, they they have this goal of business, and I remember when I was young, I couldn't reach out and touch a millionaire. There was, you know, I could read about them, I could see them on television, so the fact that I can be approachable, the fact that excited about just what the next opportunity uh, next opportunity is and I, and I and I dream big and I have big goals and every day is an opportunity for me to work toward not only me achieving those goals but helping someone else. It's just at this point in my life there's not too much I don't when I look back and say well you know I want this, I want this type of car, I want this, I can check all those things off. Uh, now it's about a legacy, it's about leaving someone something that they can use to help them achieve their dreams and desires because i'm going to tell you something being able to 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 get up in the morning and decide this is what i'm going to do today and if i want to go to texas and spend the day with nate i can do that okay that to me is very important or if i want to spend time and look at and evaluate a new business venture i can do that so just always just excited about life and one thing when you're successful and you've worked hard and you look back and you see what you've gone through it just makes this part of your life more sweeter you know I can sit back and enjoy things with my my wonderful wife and say wow this is just absolutely uh, great this is this is our happily ever after time and so I do want to spend a fair amount of time enjoying that so I've I've got exotic taste and in cars and, and, and trinkets and 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 I'm trying to check those boxes off.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you that you brought that up because there's no question that you like nice things. So can you tell us about you know a couple of your most lavish experiences or, or purchases, if you will?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, in, in way of in way of cars, I've always wanted the Porsche GTS 911 was able to get that about 10 years ago but i never thought i'd be able to get a porsche 911 turbo so i was able to get that and then two months later we we're able to get a bentley you know because my wife wanted a bentley and i said well you know fine if you want we we can we can get it yeah. and um you know my wife she, she's wonderful she keeps me um she keeps me grounded N- nothing seems to uh, to face her and then i've got some exotic animals you know we've we got a zebra out there at the farm and we got a camel and hold on you know, said
0: a zebra and a camel <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and, and and absolutely so my camel he's five years old his name is abdul really friendly and we've got a two-year-old uh, stallion zebra and uh his name is sebastian and a whole lot of other uh animals out there as well horses and just just absolutely love it. I mean, I love animals and that's a that's a release for me to go out there. You know, I got a pigeon loft of 150 pigeons so I can go sit in there and uh, look at my pigeons.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. And you mentioned, um, you know, going out being with the animals kind of helps you wind down. I can imagine, you know, running all those businesses, um, having all those conversations can be kind of stressful. How do you calm your mind and, and relax?
1: The way I do that is uh, I have been very blessed with a a wonderful partner, my wife. So if I can spend time with her, and it doesn't matter if we're just sitting at home, relaxing. We like to listen to music. So it may be 11 o'clock in the the evening, and I'm playing some music, and she's dancing, and I'm dancing, and we're having a good time. Also, uh, as I mentioned, uh, going out to the farm, and horseback riding, getting out. Um, you know, we've got some trails out there and we can get out there on an ATV or a Polaris Razor and just ride out there um, and have fun. And then, um, you know, spending time with, uh, with family. I mean, I, I love that. Um, uh, we were uh, fortunate enough to have a nice uh, home at uh, Myrtle Beach and we've just had family down there um, this past uh, weekend, which was great. And uh, the weekend before that, we had more family down there. So anytime I can get with family and, and be myself um, is, is is important. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because unwinding and having a release um, is perfect. And I, and I love to to walk. And, and, and I, so I get my time walking at the farm. And if not, I got a Peloton. So I, I don't yeah. have any excuses <laughs> not to get my steps in every day. That's awesome.
0: Well, a couple more questions as we close. This one, I uh, actually stole from another podcast that I thought was just, it was very deep. What would you talk about most in a one-hour therapy session?
1: In a a one-hour therapy session, I would talk about my uh, relationship, you know, with my mom, you know, um, and my biological mother. Um, She dealt with a lot of, mental illness related issues and to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I chose the path of trying to provide uh, mental health services uh, because I saw what her struggles were and just being able to deal uh, with that and talk about, you know, I always thought why my mom couldn't be like other moms and why she had so many issues. but you know, to talk with someone that, you know what, now that my mom has been gone now for over 20 years, I realized that she not only was a great mom, but everything that's in me, um, a lot of that came from, from her. And, um, so I would, that, that would be the topic of my one hour, uh, therapy session.
0: Yeah. That's deep, man. I appreciate you, uh, you opening up and sharing, um, with the, with the listeners that, and, I guess my last question as we close is what is your greatest accomplishment?
1: All right. So greatest accomplishment and and I've been very blessed and very fortunate, so a lot of good things uh, have come out of my um life, but if I had to uh you know just pinpoint that that one accomplishment, I would say it was Remember, I started with the dream of uh, or the goal of, you know, being a millionaire. And for a while, there were some dark days when I didn't know if that was going to happen. I mean, um, having to go through bankruptcy and, you know, just just a lot of um, mistakes and a lot of failures. So to come out of that and to look back and to say, not only did we do that, but we've been able to add to that seven, eight, nine times. Is 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 absolutely uh, wonderful, and then and then you only ask for one, but I've got to give my uh, my my wife credit. Uh, that would probably be my my that should have been my first thing I said <laughs> was her because she she keeps me going, and the partnership is is great when you've got somebody that's encouraging you, that only sees doesn't see any failure in you, and will tell you when everything's falling to pieces. I still love you. I'm going to be okay. Um, I get that every day from her.
0: That's amazing. Um, Well, as we close, Fred, I just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day to be with us on the GoPro podcast. I wish you the best of luck um, on your future endeavors. I'll put my I'll put your um, your website in the bio of this episode on GoPro. So if you go on Apple Music or Spotify, if you click the show notes you'll be able to uh, to get a link straight to, uh, to Fred's website and read up a little bit more about him.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Nate. Best of luck to you. Real proud of you. Everything that uh, you're doing. Absolutely wonderful and awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Fred
0: Surgeon, and this is another episode of GoPro. See you guys next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the GoPro podcast with your host, Nate Brown. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google
1: Play, or Spotify.